Did you know that most vitamin D3 supplements come from sheep's wool? I'm Kat, founder of Ritual. We're making traceability the new standard for the supplement industry. When I was pregnant, I couldn't find a multivitamin I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested, and clean label project certified. Oh, and our vitamin D3? It comes from sustainably harvested lichen from England, not sheep. Trace for yourself with 25% off at ritual.com slash podcast. And now, great moments in presidential history. Ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. The Democrats have to now decide whether they will continue defrauding the public with ridiculous bullshit. I believe that together we can make America great again. Here we go. Here we go. We survived Halloween. They said it couldn't be done in this country, but we managed to pull through. Uh, Jimmy Fela, I have taken off my sexy costume. I was, I was going as a sexy deadbeat dad and so-so husband, apparently, based on the reception I've been getting around the house this week. Uh, but happy post-Halloween, everybody. Jimmy Fallon in the house, host of this fine program. It is called Everybody Calm Down. I, of course, am also the host of the Blue Rush New York Giants New York Post football podcast, which has become a little bit of a therapy session. I'm going to be honest. The Giants are two and six. Their secondary, the Giants secondary couldn't cover a pool in December. Like it's a bad situation. It's really, it's been a tough sledding out there for the podcaster, for the sports podcaster this week. Uh, I, of course, am also, I'm, bull, I'm pulling like triple duty because I'm also hosting Fox Across America this week. Fox News Radio broadcasting in every state in the country. And my guest today, it is Friday. It's not only uh, married, she has a, she's landed a trophy husband. Uh, but she could sink that battleship because later today, you are joining me on the air on Fox News Radio. Jenny Fela in the house. Hey, Jenny Fela. Hey. How do you feel about this? Wouldn't it be great if you're the one who brings down our little <laughs> little showbiz dynasty? Brings down. I'm taking over. <laughs> I hope so. They're going to just... You know. I want a day off. I would like... Take over. Who are these guys that are like, oh, yeah... He couldn't handle the fact that his wife was so successful. I mean, you are so successful. But if you wanted to become so much more successful than me, dude, I am in. Bust out the Xbox, you know, order up some dominoes. I would make a great deadbeat. Oh, you would. Oh, it's it's in my genes, too. <laughs> Who tricked me into being this, like, hardworking, productive member of society? It's it's. I'm feeling it today. But uh, it's been a banner week. Everybody, uh, thanks for to everybody who tuned in uh, to Fox News Radio, and of course everybody who tuned into the show. We had great guests. Dave Landau was great. Um, Cliff Maloney, fantastic. Daniel Turner, John Moses. I mean, a bat- as our show goes, we we're four and zero going into today, Jenny. No pressure. Yeah. Don't be the one who f's up the perfect game. <laughs> uh, but every Friday on the show, uh, it's always an apolitical show. But Fridays more so than ever, uh, we offer a little more escapism because on the program, you know, we don't care if you're Republican or Democrat. We just want you to not be an a-hole. You know, I work in politics. I'm on cable news all the time. Uh, But it doesn't mean, you know, we're running like a Thunderdome show. We want a place where people can just come and be cool. So for that reason, we've aligned ourselves with the fine folks at the Michter's Distillery. Happen to be the coolest people I know. They make the best product in the world. I consider them the best people in the world. I'm honored to have their association. And we salute them every Friday. By making a Michter's cocktail, Jenny Fela, 
What are we making today? Ooh, this one is a pretty one. It's pre- it is pretty. I will say right? this. I don't know doesn't what it, it is. Look nice? Yeah, it layers nice. It's almost like it doesn't have the colors of a candy corn, but it has the right, layers right, right. in coloring of a candy corn. It's like yeah. a three-colored drink. What is this? Yes, this is um, a New York whiskey. Excuse me, a New York sour. A New York sour. Mm-hmm. You can make it. You use two ounces of either the Michter's bourbon or their U.S. whiskey. Okay. Okay, either one. You want three quarters ounces of lemon juice, three quarter ounce simple syrup. Uh huh. And simple syrup, if you don't know how to make it, it's super easy. It's just one part to one part sugar, water. Okay. Boil it, let it cool. So mm-hmm. if you do a cup of water, a cup of sugar, mm-hmm. mix it in, let it cool, whatever. E- it's easy done. enough. You could tra- yeah. you can train an ape to do that. Yeah. Well. I mean, I've trained an ape to co-host my show. <laughs> hey, Jenny. All right. So lemon juice, simple syrup. And then you shake all of that up with the whiskey in a shaker uh-huh. with uh, ice. Mm-hmm. Wait till it's cold. Pour it over ice. Mm-hmm. And then add a quarter ounce of red wine at oh. the top. And that's what makes the little float. And oh, it it's like a like red wine little, float. Yes. So it keeps the little line in between. And it looks really pretty. Oh, this is fantastic. I'm excited to drink this, Jenny Phil. Happy Friday, America. Happy Friday. Congrats on your unique American privilege. Living the best country in the world. Here we go. Oh, that's delicious. That is the best one you've made. Yeah. You want to know why, too? The thing we made with the Campari, which mm-hmm. was good, but it had a bigger texture. Mm-hmm. Like, it, 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 this is like such a rudimentary thing to say, but it drank big. I don't know yeah. if that makes sense. It does. Yeah, <laughs> this is me. really smooth, and it complements the whiskey really well. Mm-hmm. And this is, we used an unblended American, which I think is pound for pound the best thing they have on a shelf anywhere in America right now. Yeah. There's nothing better than a... Mictor's unblended American whiskey. I'm Hillary Clinton, and I approve this message. Hillary she Clinton does. and Hillary she knows Clinton her whiskey. and Hillary Clinton. Yeah, after election night, she definitely <laughs> knows her whiskey, and she would never lie to the American people. Never. So, nope. so, so, congratulations, Jenny. Nice cocktail. I got to be honest. Your cocktail game. I mean, you're the best cook I know. Um, certainly the best cake maker I know. But we weren't really a cocktail family coming into this. No. We've pretty much just been mainlining whatever was in the rack <laughs> for as long as Open I've known you. Bottle. Doing a shot of damp rag, you know, whatever it takes. This is, you've really, wow, you've really come into your own as a cocktail maker. Thank you. And what a time to do it. We survived Halloween, Lincoln Fela, a great Dwight Schrute. Oh, it was the best. If you, you really. I don't know if we posted it online, but let's, we'll make it a point. I, I don't even yeah. know what's in my feed. I'm so exhausted, but I will check my, I got to post that. Yeah. Because he was a phenomenal Dwight Schrute. It, 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 I have a great picture on my Instagram and he just, he really got into character. He just, you know, deadpan, straight face, no smiling. Uh-huh. My friend Natasha went up and she's like, hey, great costume link. And he just goes, Fact. And, walked, and then he walked away from her. Like He stayed in character. <laughs> he so did. It was great. He stayed in character. Wow. It so, might be one of my prouder parenting moments is getting him to watch The Office. Not only did he watch it, but he loved it. He did. And I mean, really, like so many references. He's a great, that's what she said, kid. Like he does. I mean, they're not always appropriate, um, but they're no. really funny. No, he's a good kid, Lincoln Fella. So congrats to you. You're riding high this week. Ohio State. Just beat oh, the pants off yes. of Wisconsin. They get Maryland tomorrow. Yep. I mean, that's, you know, it's funny about that, Jenny. It's all going so well for you right now. You know, yeah. you've got this wonderful kid going on. You had a big win in the football team, made a nice Halloween costume. You're making excellent cocktails. But I do, I believe it is Maryland, and they're terrible. Mm. Is it Maryland? Who is I don't it? think so. Let me check the I schedule. The or is Penn week. State playing Maryland? I'll tell you right I think now. We play- I just want to get it right on the show. You guys deserve better. And it's been a long enough week that I should know this. I mean, you should know this, but I don't know why the hell I don't know yeah, this. I don't think it is. Let me just double check. Do, 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 do. Uh, 
No, it is. It is, right? Thank you, Jenny Fallon. Oh, but you know what? Here's the thing, though. What we is it? We have a bye And then we get Maryland. Week. That's why. But we're oh, so it's Maryland a week from tomorrow. Yeah. All right. The night. He knows what he's talking about. Okay. Sort of. Okay. I don't yeah. completely know. <laughs> I think it was like a half and half. We both kind of because I was like, I don't think they're next. Oh man. But I have such supreme confidence in like my brain, even though I don't sleep a ton during the week. Mm-hmm. And that was a horrifying moment for me because <laughs> I was like, oh, that's a sign I'm like slipping. Uh, with this big, busy work week and all the stuff going on. But I'm pulling through, Jenny. You are. I've just got to get through the noon to three slot on Fox today because we don't have a Kennedy show tonight. There, you're going to have a break. But it's also my I don't know, my most challenging guest of the week. <laughs> In the two, <laughs> Are you excited? Yeah. Well, that's weird. So if you're listening to this and, and you think it's halfway decent, you can circle back for more at yeah. 2 o'clock this afternoon on Fox News Radio. Jenny, you could sink my career. If this whole thing... <laughs> Was a Trojan horse moved by you? I have been meticulously planning this Like, you've put up with a lot of shit on this marriage. (laughs) And I've said a lot of terrible things about you on this show. Obviously joking. But if you were just working long con Mm -hmm. so you could get inside and detonate that suicide vest and kill me. So tune in at 2 o'clock and you'll find out (laughs) which one it is. the best show ever. (laughs) It's going to be the best show ever. The the, the jackass terrorist that we killed earlier this week, Al Mm -hmm. Baghdadi. Mm-hmm. The piece of garbage, addition by subtraction. He had a suicide vest on. Yeah. And but he killed both of his wives. Oh. But that's you know people like <laughs> you know where it's going. But when I because I at first I thought he had a suicide vest on in case he got captured. But when mm-hmm. I heard he had two wives, I was like, of course he has a suicide vest. <laughs> it had nothing to do with special forces. Wah, I mean that wah, sounds wah. no, but it does. Yeah. That sounds exhausting. <laughs> and I said this. Uh, I was talking. I, I don't know if talking to Sean. It's been such a long week. But I was saying as an ex-cab driver, it's totally a different reaction when someone calls you. And they're like, yeah, they got Al Baghdadi. I'm like, for what, speeding? I'm like, what was he doing? Because <laughs> that's what happened when they said they killed Bin Laden. I was like, oh, son of a bitch, Uber. You know, drove him to his grave. I didn't know. I knew, you know how many Bin Ladens I knew? Yeah. I, I knew bet. three Osama Bin Ladens. Wow. I know two Al Baghdadis. Wow. I mean, it's crazy. But you think about it just because of the ethnic uh, makeup of, like of a, taxi drivers. Like it's a John Smith. And of course. Like a common... Uh, I would think so. And um, what's interesting about it is, um, you know, in this, in this day of like political correct, politically correct overreach and joke policing and everything like that, mm-hmm. I probably told you this, but down in a taxi garage, I was obviously one of the few white people driving a cab in, in, in my prime. Yeah. yeah. I was a star cab driver. Led the league in LaGuardia's <laughs> 2009, 2010. Uh-huh. But no, I was a solid cab driver. But the point is, the one thing, when you throw like 55 ethnicities into a taxi garage, Oddly enough, the only thing they bond over are racial jokes. Jokes oh, we yeah. would deem racist. Right. But jokes they tell like wantonly, all willy-nilly. Right. Because they bond over their stereotypes because those are the little things they know about each other's cultures. Right. And they're not doing it in a disparaging way. Like they loved no, me. No, they're joking with, with each they other. Loved they're me. laughing with they each other. They loved me. As yeah. I close my eyes and chant it, they loved me. <laughs> <laughs> they loved me so much. But no, they used to tell me once they found out I was Polish, they loved, oh my God. <laughs> I brought down the garage once with like an old street show because I'm like, I'm half Sicilian, I'm half Polish. I had an uncle who put a hit out on himself and uh <laughs> but in the taxi garage yeah, oh my yeah. god they oh, carried bet. me out of there they're like who is this guy so uh you know it's funny that that we're, we're at this day and time um where we're kind of taking away a lot of people's ability to cross communicate so mm-hmm. i think i on behalf of jenny Fela, i i double down on your statement bring racism back i think it's very <laughs> responsible and good what you did promise. there jenny i like it i like it uh, every Friday on the show, Jenny and I like to open up the New York Times wedding announcements. And we read them, and we determine, will it work? 
I mean, we've we've worked. We're we're here. Yeah. Don't, don't you think though? Yeah. You're I coming so. by to do the show today. So yeah. far as I know, you're gonna behave. <laughs> I gotta be honest. You're making a face I've never seen you make before. <laughs> it's gonna be so funny. I have to cancel my wife, <laughs> and I have to come up with a story about right, why you right, can't. Right, I'm like, right. oh, sorry, there's a whole thing, babe. Can't have you on the show today. But I'm really not getting the best feeling. But we'll we're gonna mm-hmm. continue the vetting process uh, when we come back right here. And everybody, calm down. Mattel presents Woke Barbie, the toy that takes offense to everything. Like, what do you mean? You're giving me a dream house? How do you know what my dream house is? Oh, like a woman can't think for herself. I get it. Woke Barbie comes with a gorgeous pink Corvette that you can drive anywhere. Well, like, why isn't this electric? Do you even realize how much you're devastating the environment? Woke Barbie. The toy that comes with everything except a boyfriend. Because she's too damn annoying. Ken left me, but whatever. I couldn't stand the way he was always assuming my dog's gender. What a monster. It's okay, Jacob. Oh, happy Friday. In the best country in the world, Jimmy Fallon. Jenny Fallon. Slamming Michters, American Sours, right here on Everybody Calm Down. What a fine drink this is. Mm-hmm. And we, you know, try to keep it presentable and just have the one cocktail per show. Right. If I didn't have three hours of radio today, this would be the day I drank seven of these. Because this <laughs> is the kind of drink you could drink seven of with yeah. a nice cigar. Mm-hmm. Something a little bitter to offset it. Be really nice. Be a nice day. Actually, I could smoke one of those Macanudo M's. The mm-hmm. ones I like, you know, the coffee the, cigars I uh, like the, to smoke? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not bad. But they're also not a sponsor, so they can shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to smoke a generic cereal brand cigar. <laughs> cereal bar thing. Uh, name of the game is called Will It Work? Jenny Fallon and myself have opened up the New York Times wedding announcements. We've selected the following couple who submitted the following story about themselves. And essentially, when we read these stories, Jenny and I, uh, we look at the cover photo to determine if this couple is, in fact, looks compatible. I can tell you that they are. They're both, you know, pretty solid looking. Um, but enough about Jenny and I. Hey, Jenny, <laughs> this guy's got jokes. Uh, but we basically make a determination based on how they met and little critical assessments we can make about how long they've been together and what they've done. And to be honest with you, you've all heard this game five times now, so why am I explaining it? Let's go. Kelly Hayes. Kelly Hayes and John Nordstrom, these are middle names, not last names, uh, had crossed paths countless times since they were children. But it was only about two years ago that they finally connected. They both grew up in New Jersey. Their home's only 10 minutes apart. They had a mutual friend, although they were never in that friend's company together. Go figure. Essentially, the story is they went to the same high school. Kelly did and John did. They're two years apart. They both attended Middletown High School in South Middletown, New Jersey. He was a year ahead of her. And despite walking through the same hallways every day, the two somehow never met. Okay. Which never would have happened with you and I, because there was that spark. Oh, there was. Like, you couldn't take your hands off me. It was <laughs> disgusting. Like, if there was an NFL referee, you would have been flagged for oh, yeah. illegal use of hands <laughs> several times. Sure. Several times, Jenny. Yep. Freaking octopus over here. <laughs> I was in an octopus's garden. That should be our wedding song. I know. Well, how about you? How do you think I feel? You're like the Joe Biden of wives. <laughs> Just grabbing yeah. me, massaging me. I'm yep. still uncomfortable. He yep. too. Hashtag he too. Mm-hmm. I'm not happy. Uh, looking back, you would think that Kelly and I would have at least heard of each other. Ms. Nord- Ms. Nordstrom said it's kind of strange. Uh, they're like unassuming high school people, which yeah. is fine. 
You know, cause you don't one way or the other. Like I'm a rare example of a guy who's actually like supremely popular in high school, but didn't bottom out on like drugs and lose my hair and get fat. Mm-hmm. I mean, I bottomed out on drugs and I'm fat, but I'm not kidding. <laughs> you got a great head true. of hair. What a nice head of hair, though. <laughs> Shout out to Lenny, my barber, Lenny, best guy in the world. Uh, but they are. She is a pharmaceutical salesman in the cardiology field. She married for the first time in 2011. She and her husband lived in a townhouse in New Jersey where she met uh, a a neighbor. She had two neighbors across the street, Mary and Bill. They were an older couple who lived next door. They treated her like she was family. Um, She said they spent a lot of happy hours together. They were best friends. Around the same time that she had been married, moved into a suburb, and befriended an over couple, this fella, who works in financial services, specializing in hedge fund administration, had moved to San Diego for a relationship that only lasted six months. So in the rom-com, in the Katherine Heigl movie, Mm -hmm. she's newly married, now, like, resigned to her fate in the suburbs, yep. caring for an old couple. Mm-hmm. He, the guy she's never met but happens to be perfect for her, is off in San Diego chasing tail. Because you just showed <laughs> up in San Diego, no six engagement, months, yeah. no nothing. Yeah. Six months. Uh, he eventually returned to the East Coast to live in Red Bank, New Jersey. It was a time when most of my friends were getting married and having children, he said. And I wasn't so sure if New Jersey was the right fit for me in terms of my future. I don't know. New Jersey's lovely this time of year. The landfills are in bloom. They've got all the nice (laughs) oil tanks. No, it's not true. But by the spring of the 2015, the good life for Ms. Hayes was ending. She was getting divorced. So she was married about four years. Okay. She was getting divorced and her neighbors were experiencing major health issues. Oh, geez. Mm. Did you have to write this into your home? I mean, this this is a lot. (laughs) We met. I liked him. He liked this. I like that song. We like Thai food. (laughs) We made out. We're married. This is deep. Yeah. Well, let's go with it. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, they were met, they were battling major health issues. One had pancreatic cancer. Mm-hmm. Jeez, sending these people good vibes because I am a spiritual dude. Uh, the other one had cardiac related issues. As I'm packing up my house, the one the male neighbor's health was deteriorating. The woman was sick. This is like the saddest will it work ever? Yeah. Will we get is, through this? Like yeah. I want to. Can you pour another Michter's? <laughs> I'm so goddamn sad. It's Aww. Friday. Oh man. So she began checking on the neighbors. She made him dinner, walked the dog, took care of him. So she's a nice woman. Okay. The wife died. Three, three months later, uh, she moved to an apartment. She moved, she moved out from her husband. Okay. So to just if you're keeping score at home, yeah. at this point in the Katherine Heigl film, old man <laughs> has a dead wife, but mm. this woman has moved off the block because she's divorced her husband. Okay. San Diego guy is back in Red Bank somewhere chasing okay. East Coast tail. Okay. <laughs> Ms. Hayes says she tried online dating, went on about 30 first dates. Is this an Adam Sandler movie? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's halfway to an Adam Sandler movie. That just didn't seem like a fitter connection, which was probably just me not being ready for a real relationship. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll tell you what she was ready for, going on 30 first dates. <laughs> <laughs> she was ready for some kind of relationship. Hot damn, Jenny. She's dragging her ass across the carpet oh, like geez. a cat, like you on a Thursday night when I come home. Sometimes I have to circle the house when the lights are on because I just don't want to be attacked when I walk through the door. Yep. Jenny, I work hard. I'm not a piece of meat. I know. That's I why know. we're talking here. I'm not even recording the show today. I just wanted <laughs> just to talk to you about this. Yes, it's outrageous, Jenny. <laughs> uh, despite these frustrations, Ms. Hayes said she soon began loving the life I had never expected to live. So she liked the freedom of being divorced and mm-hmm. starting over, mm-hmm. which is, I got to be honest, tempting. Okay. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> ah, Jenny, me. I love you so much. Uh, she enjoyed Asbury Park's music scene. And long walks with her dog Ben. I got to tell oh. you, man, I've never gotten so much information out of yes, one of these. Yes, there's a lot. Yeah, a Holy lot of hell, detail. Who likes spending time at Yappy Hour, a fenced-in oh. space where dogs play while their owners chat and enjoy cocktails at the Wonder Bar. That's great. Yappy I Hour. I would go to Yappy Hour. I don't know. It's cute enough. I get. I, I don't know. I mean, there's know. a lot of dogs. Like, you yeah, can't but you're go surrounded wrong. by dog people. 
And dog people by trade are effing nuts. Like, yeah, I love you don't, dogs. You don't hang out with the people. You hang out with the dogs. But it's a cocktail mixer. So I you do care. hang out I'd with these crazy dog, dog people. <laughs> now you've got to go to the bark mitzvah. <laughs> if you've never been to a bark mitzvah, that's where Jewish people who can't have kids invite you to a party for their dog or don't have kids. <laughs> they have the same thing in the Catholic side, the dog part, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's called a confirmation, but it's called something like that. Same thing. Uh, but it's for the people who treat their dogs as their kids. Mm-hmm. And they have the, the over-the-top, humiliating to the dog party. Yeah. The dog will yeah, eat yeah. the cake. He'll eat the food. But he wants no part of the hat or the photo right, op. Right. Oh, my God. <laughs> Remember that? Um, so anyway, so she tried. She was going to Yappy Hour, drinking at the Wonder Bar. She also took a trip to Peru, which had been in her bucket list. Jesus, who gives a shit? Yeah, there's a, a lot oh. of information. Mm-hmm. Slowly, I began adjusting to my new normal, she said. Can I tell you something already? This better, like, all fit. Otherwise, it's just... She likes talking about herself way too much. Yeah. Way too much. I'm like just telling you this. Each of these details no, is key in how they met. It's too much. Okay. So if you're keeping score at home, it's 2015. She's divorced. She's been on 31st dates. She had an omelet for breakfast on Tuesday, <laughs> a quiche for lunch on Wednesday. Who cares? In July 2017, she was encouraged by her best friend, Aaron, to set up another online dating profile. I was hesitant and didn't want to play the games, but Aaron had met her husband. Justin, online, and it seemed to be the way people meet these days. All right. She joined Match in Bumble, and within the first day or two, received many matches. One stood out, she said, John from Red Bank. Mm. Oh, girl. I don't know <laughs> if I buy this, but it sounds nice in, in revisionist history. Mm-hmm. Ms. Hayes, Mr. Nordstrom immediately clicked. She seems so sincere, so sweet and down to earth. The best part about this, it was almost too good to be true, is these aren't even his words. She's writing this. Right, right, she right, right. She's clearly right. writing right. this. For him, yes. This is what you felt like she's when so- you saw me. <laughs> this is bullshit. Yeah. Though we had just met, I could honestly see us being together. The way this girl is modeling her life for us, like I help the elderly. Yes. I hang yes, out at yes, dog yes. happy hours. She's a monster. I'm reluctant. <laughs> this woman is a cunt. Can you say that? I don't I'm know. I'm sorry. I don't even know if we can. Harry, that's it. We're suing. <laughs> We're going to sue. I don't sue. know if we can. But she sounds horrible. I defy you, woman, if you hear of this podcast to come on, I will not judge you. I will hear you out and make a, a value judgment then. Yeah. But yeah. I'm not encouraged. They were soon dating on their third date at a beach bar in Asbury Park, their toes in the sand. They shared a conversation that gave them both goosebumps. He kind of not get goosebumps. No. Oh, come on. Ms. Hayes had not yet told Mr. Nordstrom about her divorce, but when she finally did, he replied, I already knew that. First of all, that shouldn't give you goosebumps. That should give you like the hairs yeah. on the back of your neck. Like, yeah. get out. <laughs> Run. Too bad we can't stay, baby. You know? <laughs> More than a bit confused, Ms. Hayes, who said her social media accounts were set to super private, asked Mr. Nordstrom how he knew that information. Ms. Nordstrom told her he, one night after they connected on Bumble and began chatting, but before they met in person, this is so complicated. Yeah. He had visited his best friend, a man named Chris, who asked Mr. Nordstrom if he was dating anyone. No, but I'm talking to this one girl, Kelly, that seems really down to earth, Mr. Nordstrom replied. When Mr. Nordstrom produced a photo of Ms. Hayes, Chris, Carl, Chris said, I know her. She took care of my dad. Uh, so there's your Catherine Heigl rom-com moment. Okay. Which is still way too much information. Yeah. I, no one's, you're not this interested. Yeah. You know, we've all helped like old people. Like the dog, the everything, like that, none of that stuff. This is a try hard. But anyway, let's stick with her. Let's <laughs> okay, stick with right. her. Both Miss Hayes and Mr. Nordstrom were stunned. Timing's everything, Miss Hayes said. John and I were inseparable from that point forward. And the more we learned about each other, the deeper in love we fell. 
I don't even, who talks that way? No. I would even, like, seriously, as a writer who's always re-editing things mm -hmm. for language flow and syllable count. Yeah. The deeper in love we fell sounds clunky. Could you picture Kennedy in Topical Storm or something being like, the deeper in love we fell? She wouldn't even do that. She would make a no, hand motion of a penis <laughs> entering <laughs> a body yeah. or something like yeah. that. She wouldn't even say that, and neither would I. He is the most amazing soul I have ever met, she added. Oh, they're breaking up in two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> we love, understand, support, and most of all, have a deep respect for each other. It's because you've broken him inside. He doesn't respect you. He's just resigned to his fate. A few weeks after the Chris revelation, Ms. Hayes and Mr. Nordstrom had another goosebump moment. Mm. My God. Both were enjoying another conversation in which he told her that growing up, he lived next door to an older couple and often played baseball on their front lawn. Then one day when he was seven, he hit a ball that went crashing through the couple's front window, and his mother made him apologize and offered to pay to replace the shattered glass. As Mr. Norsham told the story, he described the older gentleman as sweet and mild-mannered and having to breathe with a portable oxygen tank. Mrs. Hayes asked what street the couple lived on. When he said 11th Street in Belford section of Middletown, she said the man with the oxygen tank was her grandmother. Grandfather. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> she did not transition. You are so, so dumb. Sorry. You are anyway. really dumb. For real. But it was her grandfather. Okay. So a lot of coincidences here. Yeah. I, I mean, you could have just stuck with that part. I mean, th those Listen, are like... Oh, God. The way this guy, they're telling stories. He hit a ball through the window. That's the only thing you're hitting, dude. You are not. <laughs> this is sad. As it turned out, John lived next door to my grandparents for 11 years, and we never ran into each other. That Which, by the way, yeah, they so never ran into each other. She never visited her grandparents. Well, first of all, either he's a <laughs> recluse, yeah, making jackets out of people's skin. Yeah, if they never yeah, ran yeah, into yeah. each other. Or like you said, shitty grandkid. Yeah. That's a tell. Yeah. That's a tell. You would know, you know who lived next door to your grandparents? Yeah. And they're in Ohio where the neighbors are three miles away. Yes. And you know where they live. <laughs> yes. Think about that. I know yeah. my grandparents' neighbors. and How would you yeah. not know them in 11 years? Right. I'm telling you, this woman's a piece of work. <laughs> oh, anyway. As it turned out, uh, they continued dating. Mr. Nordstrom said he came to feel a level of trust and comfort with Kelly that I had never come close to feeling before. So at this point, she is actually pounding his testicles with a rubber mallet <laughs> as he gives quotes to the newspaper. Because this is the type of shit no self-respecting man says to a perfect stranger. His mother, Patricia, said she felt that same level of comfort when Ms. Hayes began dating her son. This mother hates her. There's yeah, no way. Yeah, yeah. I knew from day one when Kelly walked into his life that this was it for John, she said. I had never seen him that happy with any other woman. Ah, mom, they all say that. My mom said that about you, and that's not true. Um, <laughs> not even close. Oh, man. Ms. Hayes and Mr. Nordstrom were sailing along until February 28th when doctors discovered a rare tumor in Ms. Hayes' head that needed to be removed. That's scary. Doctors had warned that the surgery she needed could threaten her facial nerve and result in a droopy smile. He stood by her side during the surgery, which was a success, and for weeks later until she was firmly back on her feet again without a droopy smile. So she wound okay. up being okay. Okay, that's and We good. don't mock anyone who goes through health issues. No. couple moved into an apartment together in Neptune, New Jersey, in May of 2018. Mr. Nordstrom uh, proposed that November in their kitchen. It was low-key and perfect. Totally us. You are not low-key. Dude, <laughs> I was you have say that literally... proposal sounds good, but it's not that. That's not. And, uh, no. Low-key? You have told us the barometric pressure yeah. in your so office what did, at work. How did he really propose? Because she just, like, skated over that. Yeah. Like, that's where you would get, like, tons of detail. Oh, my God. She gave detail for everything else, which means it went horribly. It was horrible. <laughs> Something happened, and, and she, she doesn't want to say what. It. She's just like, it was sweet, it was simple, oh, that was I it. I don't know. I have a lot to smile about these days, she said. Oh, my mm. God. And then she chant, closed her eyes and chanted that three times. This is an anger. <laughs> they were married September 27th. 
at the Huizman Gazebo in Belmar, New Jersey, beneath a bright sun. A bright what? sun? What is this, a North Korean press release? <laughs> we will, the streets will be, American streets will burn with the heat of a thousand suns if you don't heed our warnings. Beneath a bright sun that shined a light on Silver Lake, which served as a backdrop for the ceremony. Taylor Pavilion could be seen in the distance along Belmore's spectacular oceanfront, where beachgoers enjoyed the last vestiges of summer. The reception followed later that evening at Porta, an event space in Asbury Park. John has not had a bad day since he met Kelly. Oh, <laughs> I come on. That. I don't buy that. That's I don't insane. Buy that, said Mr. Nordstrom's father, John, as tears began to fall by to start. This up. monster this wrote is this so, press release. Yes, yeah, she did. This monster. As a tear trickled down <laughs> the father-in-law's <laughs> face? Shit. No, it didn't. Well, maybe it did because he was saying this at gunpoint. <laughs> she handed him an index card and was like, say it, say it. His balls were in a vice and she just like <laughs> John, tightened it. No, it was just a piece. He's never had a bad day. He's never had a bad day. <laughs> say it again, say it again. <laughs> Brenda Hayes, the bride's mother, said that her daughter was always leery after her divorce. But the moment John came along, you could see a huge difference come over her. She was suddenly at ease and very relaxed. Yeah, she sounds relaxed. And so very <laughs> happy because she knew he truly loved her and cared about her. couple were soon standing before the Reverend Robert, uh, Universal Life Minister, as well as 11 family members and Ben, who served as Beth's dog. Oh, Ben. So in the rom-com, we get the dog scene at the end. Yeah. And they sing some shitty remake of a song we all love, like uh, <laughs> All You Need Is Love or something stupid. Yeah, yeah. By divine intervention, or the alignment of the planets, or by God's amazing grace, or just by really good luck, we are here today, the minister said. And so the magic begins. The magic. This is magic. This is like David Blaine magic. When you get (laughs) groped and molested, this isn't magic. Uh, Here's the when, where, wedding attire, and everything else you need to know. Uh, The wedding attire. We we told you they get married September 27th in uh, the Huizman Gazebo in Belmar. The bride wore an ivory dress from Tezashi Shohi, along with her great-grandmother's pearls that had been restrung into a bracelet as a wedding gift from her mother. The groom donned a gray... The groom donned whatever the fucking bride told him to. (laughs) (laughs) The groom donned a gray three-piece suit and custom cufflinks with a compass. And their wedding ceremony coordinates engraved a gift from the bride. Compass pointing due south. <laughs> like you go, oh God. She gave him a compass as a gift from the bride. Uh, sunflowers in bloom is the title of this. Uh, guests receive packets of sunflower seeds to plant. Sunflowers are meaningful to the couple. It was the first flower that the groom brought for the bride, not knowing it was her favorite Of bowl. course. Shit. You're lying. I don't believe any of it. Do you believe any of this? None. Their first date. Maybe not even their names. (laughs) (laughs) Their names are Jenny and Jimmy Fallon. (laughs) (laughs) We're trying to clean this up. Uh, Their first dance. The couple chose Someone Like You by Van Morrison for their first dance. The song was played live by the Poor Boys, a New Jersey band. So they went band and not DJ. Okay. Married on the Water. Classy seems nice enough. Mm -hmm. Father knows best. I'm a people person, and I have a very good feel for John. He's very sincere, said Stephen Hayes, the bride's father. This is Kelly's second time around, and I think it will be a charm. I mean, honestly, do we even have to debate this? There's no no way. This has no chance. No. None. This is it. The answer would be no. There's no way. (laughs) This just, no, I agree with you, Mr. Obama. Um, 
the like his what I mean you heard everything we said. Yeah. It was very difficult getting to the end of this article. Yeah. Just too much information. There's something out there for all of us to right. to, to to be learned. It's like you don't need every detail, Jenny. I was just you gonna know? I was gonna say that. You like are right. she's writing this as I tell a story and you're just like glazing over and you're like, Come on, get to the point, get to the point, get to the point. <laughs> I mean, I'm a little guilty of that, but not that bad. No, no, this was my God. Yeah. She just left those old people for dead. Like, yeah. I thought there was gonna be a payoff. Yeah. I, and I, I still can't get past, like we talked about the wedding favors, mm-hmm. but we just completely skated by the engagement. Like oh. that's, even if it's simple, you give details, something, I'm, I'm stuck on that. I know. Because there was so much detail for everything, everything else, else that but went on that. in their relationship. And really in this, in this whole thing, it should be like a, here's how we met, here's when we got engaged, and this, this is what the wedding was like. And they gave... <laughs> A multitude of useless details. Instead, we got everything on earth known to man except that. Yeah. Which is, you know, again, I always feel like these people are trying too hard to sound cool. But this one is, I mean, there's nothing in this that any self-respecting man would say. Yeah. The dad with the tears streaming down Uh, his cheek about how magical the wife is. And, you know, we all know somebody that does that kind of stuff where Mm -hmm. they really exaggerate. And you just, you're listening and you're just like, you know, I know none of that is true. Listen. Like you're just, it's too much. Kelly, the next time we do a Will It Work and you're in it again. (laughs) (laughs) Come on. I promise to give you a fair shake. We are not judging you. We don't know you personally. No. I'm just telling you how you read from afar. Right. As a guy who writes professionally for pretty much everything in the world. The only thing I'm not not writing at this point is Trump's tweets. Yeah. And I'm not saying that to brag. I'm goddamn talking. It's a lot of work. Uh, but, but, But Kelly, just the way you're reading from afar as someone who knows you wrote this announcement yourself. Yeah. If, if this is the way you want us to perceive you, then yeah. we perceive you as someone who's doomed. Yeah. Because if think you take the honest. meat and potatoes, it could be a cool story. Yeah, yeah. Like, the, you know, the chance meeting and this and this. Just, yeah. I, I don't have a good feeling. In the history of Will It Work since the show launched, we were like one for four. I know. Do you know that? Yeah. And that's not who we are. No, no. I, I mean, want, I'm desperately to see somebody's marriage I want work. somebody, yeah. I mean, geez. <laughs> just to prove it can happen. Yeah, just get out yeah. of our club because we're having a rough time. <laughs> When we come back, we'll close the show with a game Jenny Phelan, Jenny Phelan invented. Yep. We're going to play it today, too, on the radio if they let us. This is what's going to get us thrown off the air. (laughs) Strip club or daycare on Everybody Calm Down when we come back. Meghan Markle and Prince Harry are stressed out from their busy lives of flying around in private jets, eating five-star meals, and getting six-handed massages. It's a very real thing to be going through behind the scenes. You can help take the edge off by donating to the Royal Relief Fund. I never thought that this would be easy, but I thought it would be fair. The Royal Relief Fund is your chance to help whiny, entitled do-nothings survive their woe-is-me charade of a life. It's not enough to just survive something. Like, that's not the point of life. For just $283,000 a day, you can give a British royal things they desperately need to survive, like 30 assistants five personal chefs, and a string quartet to serenade them while they poop. Because not many people have asked if I'm okay. The Royal Relief Fund. 
connecting gullible fools like you with self-important clowns like them for over five years. There it is. There it is. Final break of the week on this program. What a stellar program it's been. But I've got to get off to Fox News and host Fox Across America, my co-host in the 2 p.m. hour. Whose idea was this, by the way? I don't know. Now that we sit here and talk about it, <laughs> I think I invited you, right? You did. In a better time for our relationship. I was like, oh, I love this girl so much. You should come on the show. Uh. After the week we've had. Now, you've actually been great, Jenny. You've been great all weekend. You've been great all week. You made a fine Mictor's cocktail. Thanks. Although I don't know that you enjoyed the show as much as I did today. Yours is gone. You're out of ice cubes. <laughs> I've still got some left. But Is that what you did? Yeah, I switched Oh, them. you did, you dirtbag? Yeah. What are you boozing me up for? Well. You're trying to get some. Yep. You're a loser. i got to do a show, Jenny. <laughs> it's really gotten crazy. Uh, name of the game, ladies and gentlemen, and we play it every Friday, uh, is called Strip Club or Daycare. Such a fun game to play, Jenny. <laughs> it's... Uh, are you ready? Did you cheat? No, I didn't Did cheat. Did you look? No, I'm not looking. I'm not looking. Are you sure, I'm Jenny? I promise. Jenny? I have integrity. I, right? I don't, like, do I you have really integrity? Take, yes. You married me, I'm Jenny. not a cheater. Well, that's why I have to pay my penance now. Like, I can't can't do anything <laughs> else wrong forever. <laughs> <laughs> you're already in the hole, is what you're saying? Yeah. Wow. A lot of cheap shots today, Jenny. Yep. I know. But you know what? I think I might deserve some of them. I wasn't the best last weekend. Was I a pain in the ass last weekend? You kind of were. I'm trying but to think. I get think. it. I get it. But do you, though? I do. Because I feel like I have a lot going on. You do. Okay, you ready for this? Yep. I'm not looking. The Peekaboo Club in New oh, York, geez. New York. The Peekaboo Club. Is it a strip club or a daycare? The Peekaboo I mean, Club. If it's a daycare, like they should fire whoever named it. I'm going to say strip club. You're going to say strip club? Because it can't be a daycare. Are you kidding me? Not only is it a daycare, but it's not very far from where we live. I'm not going to give details, but it's called the Peekaboo Club. That's insane. Uh, Little Darlings in Mm. Oakland, California. Is Little Darlings a strip club or a daycare? Little Darlings, Oakland, California. Strip club. You say strip club. Jenny Fela, let's check. And Jenny Fela, back on top. Woo! Strip club. Okay. You ready? Yep. Prime time in mm. East Rutherford, New Jersey. Is prime time a strip club or a daycare? Prime time television. I'm on in prime time. Prime time. Deion Sanders, prime time. Yeah. Uh, but again, at the same time, like, you know, prime time means big deal. So mm-hmm. it just could be mm-hmm. like a, a very overly confident daycare. Yeah. With the best daycare ever. Could be. I mean, it also might be a nighttime daycare, prime so time. prime time would work. Time. Oh, I'm not trying to poison true. your brain. No, I want I you to get this. Prime time in East Rutherford. If you want more um, more data, East mm-hmm. Rutherford is basically where the Giants play. It's not far from the stadium. Okay. So is it possible the players are leaving their kids there? I doubt it. They're football players. They don't talk to their kids. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm going to say daycare. You're going to say daycare, Jenny yeah. Fela, and you remain okay. in the lead. Okay. Wow, you're so good. You really are. I'm, I'm impressed. I've been in a slump. You have been. Uh, the candy store Ugh. in Phoenix, Arizona is the candy store, a strip club, or a daycare. Where is it, Phoenix? Phoenix, Arizona. I mean, everything. it's probably both. Everything's a yeah, strip yeah. club in Phoenix. <laughs> Car um, wash, strip club. Candy store. I'm going to say a strip club. Jenny Fela says a strip club and okay. clinches okay. the victory. All right. Three and one. Jumbo's Clown Room. Oh my God. In Los Angeles, <laughs> California. 
is Jumbo's Clown Room a strip club or a daycare? I mean, that's a very specific strip club if it is. <laughs> Dancing <laughs> clowns. <laughs> they come out in the big shoes. You know, they have it. <laughs> this one's called tit. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Pennywise, dollar wise. Yeah. Um. Mm, I, I'm gonna say a daycare. The answer would be no. Oh it no! Is Are a you strip serious, club, Jenny Phil? It is. Can we look up like what that's? Shumplas like? clown room. <laughs> I mean, it sounds terrifying. But can we is, just acknowledge, though? By the way, the cloud of crowd of plush, three and two. I you still, want? Yeah, I still. Yeah. You've never not. I think your worst one was you fought to a tie with Tess and Dean two weeks ago. Yeah. Where you didn't get the majority right, but mm-hmm. you still didn't lose. Because if you beat the champ, you've got to knock right. them out. You can't win by decision. Yeah. Everybody won two out of five. So you're still on top. But Jumbo's Clown Room, would you? it's a strip club, but it sounds so weird. That sounds really In the really movie weird. The Killing of a Chinese Bookie, okay. they have a strip club where they do a lot of like skits. Mm-hmm. Mr. Sophistication is the guy's name. And it's like, you know, burlesque. Okay. Where they give like the strippers little scenes to act out and stuff like okay. that. I want to believe Maybe that's what's going on in like Jumbo's that. clown room. But is there like a yeah. thing for clowns? You like strippers with big feet? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> strippers with size 16, triple E shoes. <laughs> the flower. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> squirts water. Well, this place looks dead. There's only one car in the parking lot. You don't know that. <laughs> you don't know that. It could be packed in there. There's only one car in the employee parking lot. <laughs> 71 strippers on stage. You'd never know from driving by, Jenny Fela. Uh, funny. Listen, man, I salute you. You're the best thing about being me and uh we're about to go do radio for millions of people oh so my gosh. can you get your shit together I need another uh, <laughs> take one that would be great oh. I, I mean they're, they're we're not probably not allowed to drink them or shout them out on the air I mean, I can have but let's be very bottle. honest with you. you've heard the week we've had they're not having me back anyway go balls to the wall not only okay. do you bring the mictors bring lincoln and bring some mictors for him too yeah let's just go out in a blaze jenny okay think about it if they fire me throw me out tomorrow we'd see each other yeah all right well in second they thought. can't yeah, yeah, yeah we yeah, better yeah. get it together fast yeah. i love Love you, Jenny. Love you, too. Thanks for listening, everybody. Shout out to all the fine guests we've had on the program this week. Dave Landau, Cliff Maloney, Daniel Turner, John Moses. I mean, really, I had such a fun week of guests. And rounding it out, of course, the wife privilege, Jenny Fela Friday, which is always the highlight of my week. Mm, I feel like too. the guy in the will at work. <laughs> it's just <laughs> reading. Te- I see the tear trickling yeah, down your my, cheek. Somewhere my dad is crying. <laughs> it's like, Jenny is so great. Your mom's saying nice things. Oh, it's my mom. Well, she said it about all of them. I'm kidding. <laughs> I love you, Jenny. You're the best. Show's over. Have a great weekend, everybody. You live in the best country in the world. Don't forget that, you jerks. You're friggin' slashing each other's throats on Twitter this weekend. Take a time out and go pet a dog or live your life or enjoy. You know what I'm saying, Jenny? Be a Mictors guy. Go slam some Mictors. Send me more of your Mictors pictures. People have been sending me pictures of the Mictors oh, they're that's drinking. that's great. I'm the best pitch man ever. But the, the only problem is I'm going to have to testify in like 60 court cases <laughs> as this thing continues said, to grow. He said, be a Mictors guy. Yeah, he said, be a Mictors guy. <laughs> So, so I did. Yeah. Then I drove my family. Yeah, does it, be, it means treat people nice, not so nice. Like you're not supposed to be tipping at your niece's dance recital. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hold it together, people. The show's over.
Go home to mommy. Go home. Bye. Go home to mommy. Go home to mommy. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. 